They want to say that I'm disrespectful or humble me because I question why they're even speaking on my culture. I'm difficult. I'm on a blacklist for even speaking. A big bum ass blackballist. Yeah, I'm not never one. That's the type of shit I don't like, man. This narrative they try to create. Oh, a motherfucker's disruptive and disrespectful if he is aware of his self-worth and, and demands respect for his culture. That's crazy. That's crazy. And that's what it's been, that's what it's been with me the whole time. Oh, he's a black man that speaks up for himself? He's crazy. There's a black man that don't let white people rob him or talk to him any old kind of way? I'm nuts. Come on, man, y'all nuts. Balls. Letting weak motherfuckers and nerds tell you what to do. Legally. Ain't shit I'm doing illegal. Not a fucking thing. It ain't illegal to know who you are. I'm not disruptive because I have confidence, because I won't let you disrespect me or my business. Come on, man. That's how they humble us. You speak, we're going to label you. Man, we got to start speaking. We got to start doing things that are intelligent. That's how we win. Stop looking the other way. Just for a buck. You know, everybody turns the blind eye because they say they got to eat. That food is not good. That's not good food. That's the food that kills you quick. checking in on me during this uh, rough time of the COVID-19. Hope everybody's safe and healthy, mentally, physically, spiritually. I want to also make sure that everyone is also tapping in to Fight for Life on the other platforms, whether it be YouTube, uh, whether it be Teespring for our merch. Make sure that you you know, showing love and support in any way that you can is always appreciated. So to start this episode, I want to pose a question. How important is your culture? At what length will you go to preserve your culture? Now, due to the fact that I'm a black man in America, I'm specifically talking about black culture, but you can apply this to whatever culture you belong to. What will you do for your culture? How far will you go to preserve it? How far will you go to be inclusive? And how far will you go to serve as a gatekeeper? because those things do exist. So this episode is mainly about black culture, right? Again, um, within my 29 years of being on this earth and uh, about the last 10 to 15 years of being able to try to contribute to the culture, right? I realized via history that our culture has been heavily, heavily exploited, no matter who it is within this culture, no matter what sexual orientation, we've all been exploited. Black people in America and globally have been exploited. It's the only way the world can work. 
um, in these present days. So what I've noticed, and specifically in America, black death comes with a dollar sign. And not only does it come with a dollar sign, it comes with influence. We all want to be inclusive. We all want to be able to share our culture. But you have to understand um, we're coming from a position of lack. And a lot of our talents and art forms come from a position of lack. So anytime that we use words like cultural, vo <laughs> cultural vultures, um, it's one of those things where you, you're being a vulture and you're not necessarily appreciating hip-hop or black culture in general. But what you're doing is trying to monetize it for your own gain and not showing any appreciation for it. You know, due to capitalism and due to the fact there is no America without a black underclass, we have to be able to protect what we believe in. And, and for the most part, we are uh, centered around culture. Our culture must be headed by us. Our culture must be a true representation of what we are going through every day uh, within any country in this world, right? But again, specifically in America, because hip-hop was birthed, uh, you know, in New York City or whatnot, and then it spread it. We, we must try to keep the integrity in hip-hop. And this doesn't mean, you know, we're going to throw on, you know, our unks and, you know, put globs of shea butter and all that stuff. No, I'm talking about legitly remaining uh, truthful within, you know, our raps and what we present for me, truth is everything, and I think that it's important for me to point out cultural vultures because, honestly, it sickens me. <laughs> it really does. It makes me. It makes me itch. It makes me. It makes me enraged to see the type of people we've let in our culture and what they're allowed to say within it. I have a couple examples that I want to get to. But before I start, this is again, it's not necessarily about race. It's about people that don't appreciate the art form nor the people within the art form and then what they do on, on a back end and what they use a platform for right so obviously i mean if you are a youtuber or if you just uh, a person that's privy to like you know hip-hop entertainment there's several people that uh comes to my mind um when you hear the word culture vulture um we obviously have you know big records execs and you know companies that just feed off of not only black pain but just in general black death being from chicago i understand drill music has influenced hip-hop like nothing we've ever seen probably since the creation of trap music hasn't been anything that has Surpass drill music, and drill music comes directly from Chicago. No, not, don't let nobody else tell you that, right? But you know, I also understand that um, it is a dark side to drill music, right? Rest in peace to everyone that has lost their life trying to merge street politics with entertainment. Everyone, and what kind of set this off for me was the death of the rapper FBG Duck. I immediately saw uh, Vlad TV post like an old interview that he did, and it was kind of talking about why he wouldn't leave Chicago and why he didn't fear for his life, basically. And as I watched this interview, as DJ Vlad was interviewing Duck, 
I just can hear in Vlad's voice like, oh, this is gonna, this is, this is great. He sounded like a kid in a candy store. I'm getting a black man's pain, whether right or wrong, and I, and I'm exploiting it to put it, put it on uh, YouTube for content. And let me preface this because we have to understand that Vlad TV is a big platform. He has over 4 million subscribers on YouTube. I'm pretty sure his website gets hits, nonstop traffic, you know. I understand why a person would sit down and talk to him. And you have a lot of good brothers and sisters that have sat down with him, you know. But again, what would you do for your culture? I don't think Vlad TV is great for our culture at all. Especially after his comments about reparations. You know, anytime black progression comes up in this country, you're going to get white fear. And that will never change. I don't think it will never change. Um, but he basically was saying that, oh, you know, black African Americans shouldn't get um, reparations um, through money or cash or a check. It should be through uh, education and, and college. And, and and again, it's because we've let him in, he believes that his voice matters to that point. And it only matters in this correlation because he does have a big platform. You have 4 million people subscribing to anything that you do. You have influence. You can't change that. You get, you get over 100 people to listen to what you're doing. You have influence. It's just point blank period, right? But he has no right to speak on anything that has something to do with the progression of African-Americans. He has no right. And especially uh, after like this Nick Cannon situation, which I would love to talk about that one day, maybe not on my podcast, but somebody else's podcast. Um, but, you know, what he tried to make up about the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan as well, it is something that can't fly. It's something that should not happen. He should be in no position to be able to put dirt on any black person's name. And when you try to make someone out as a liar, you're initially provoking, you're initially invoking them to also be cheaters as well and mischievous. And when you're talking about a man that has galvanized millions of real followers, real black men and women and children to do better, you need not to speak on that. I had an incident which I'm going to bring up in a, uh, another episode just about just white fear. And, you know, no matter what movement it is, whether it be the NOI, whether it be BLM, whether it be the Black Panther movement, whether it be the Rainbow Coalition, whatever it may be when it has something to do with the progression of black people, that fear will always exist and they will always have something to say. But to get back on track. Here we have a man that is white sitting across from a young black man talking about uh, some of the things that he's been through and not in a way to solve anything, not in a way to seek some type of resolution within the city of Chicago. It's just exploitive the whole time. And he's not... FBG Duck is not the only rapper he sat down with from Chicago. He's not the only rapper he sat down with that's probably instigated more beef. And again, a lot of times we have to understand, too, a lot of the people that he sat down with, especially and specifically the people that are from Chicago, they 
they still children, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's not a knock to their intelligence. But at the same time, we're talking about 16, 17, 22-year-olds, you know, that um, just happy to be on a big platform because they see that, that I'll, I may I, I, I may will take an L on being exploited, but at the end of the day, this platform is going to get me seen. And I'm pretty sure Black, Vlad TV has helped them progress their careers. But ultimately, FBG is dead because of the all form, right? Or, or just the emergence of the street culture. So, you know, I, I, I watched it and I, and I, and I glanced at it because some of these guys, I, like I've been around too, like, and it's just so crazy that these platforms are geared towards exploiting the quote-unquote lower half of the society, which is ultimately the, the black society, which is ultimately like ghetto culture, and we we give it a pass. You have a black big entertainers that don't see nothing wrong with it because hey, it is what it is. It's not it don't have nothing to do with me, and, and that's something that I really don't like about hip hop too. Which uh, the next point of this is the Meg situation, but you have a lot of people that ain't really said nothing you have a lot of people of power that can probably um star 86 and vlad's platform right but at the same time you know they stay quiet and it, it is what it is on that yeah you know i i sit back and i watch those interviews and i i initially say you know this is not right maybe they don't maybe the people that sit down there, don't understand that they're being exploited. Maybe they do and they're just trying to get a bag. That That's whatever. But again, what will you do for your culture? How are you going to preserve this? The average rapper get one song and they gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's hard out here. Music, The music industry eats its artists. It's, it's, it's not one of those things where you're just going to blow up overnight. And it happens, of course. But ultimately, a lot of these rappers are exploited, <laughs> and, and the fo the formula is out there now. So it only took one rapper to blow up in the way um, that they did to people to say, "Oh, this is the cheat code. I'm gonna do this to be able to progress my career." Whether it be rapping about drugs, whether it be rapping about the street culture, whether it be rapping about killing your own people, right? it's seen as a formula now. So everybody is just not controlled by a label or controlled by an interviewer or a journalist. It's literally, it's implanted into, um, but, you know, Vlad TV is, is, again, a big platform, and I can't support it. I won't support it. I advise you to do your own research. If you want to watch it, that's fine, too. But understand, again, the truth is there's no... It, it took it took oppression to make hip-hop, you know? It took oppression to be able to be like, you know what, I'm going to rap about what's happening in, in my hood over this jazz beat, you know what I'm saying? We have to be careful on who we let in. And he's established, and I understand that, too. But at the same time, we, we, we need to make a stance with Vlad, um, and Adam 22 is the next person. Like, I watched him over the past couple of years just get bigger and bigger, and I recently, like, started to see, like, the interviews that he'd done that was uh, pertaining to Meg Thee Stallion and 
uh, Tory Lanez, which I'm not going to get into fully if you know about it. Cool if you don't, find out. Um, but at the same time, you know, for him to be a white man and to say, well, she got shot because she was beating on Tory Lanez, like, is sickening. And he's another one that is also, I consider, a culture vulture. Here we have a 36-year-old white man from Nashua, New Hampshire, invoking a black woman's name and initially talking about something that he is basing off of hearsay. But again, the common theme is is black pain. She was shot in her foot. She was shot in her feet. But yet, he talked about what she did, right? And and again, like he's also another one that do interviews that exploit young black men that are from lower impoverished areas. I watched some of the interviews, and he's like, "Wow!" And then what? And then what? And then what? And it's not even in the sense of again, we're not trying to seek revolution, and we're not trying to seek understanding he's literally exploiting these guys because they made a, a a hot rap song about real life situations and again we need some of the, the elders in hip-hop to come shut some of that down because ultimately we setting the youngins for up for failure and i'm i'm saying young is like i'm not still young but at the same time you know a lot of these rappers are way younger than me and it's 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 important for me to continue to try to have some integrity within the hip hop, within our culture. It's important for me to try to maintain integrity in all of our art forms and to make sure that we're not looking silly in front of another oppressor's uh camera. And and it's important uh that we call them out every time that they do something wrong, every time. And it's also important that we might need to 86 them too in the sense of just, again, stop watching their content, stop uh, retweeting them, block their content. Every time you see something, speak out on it. We have to talk. We have to be able to preserve our culture because ultimately that means uh, the preservation of black life. So none of these men, none of these women like Yes Jules or any other person outside of this culture that, again, doesn't have a straight appreciation for it. A lot of them have failed within their cultures and then came to our culture because our culture, again, is the most exploitive culture in, in human history, in my eyes. So... They failed trying to get money and try to set up content on the other end. And then they said, well, I might as well do what I've been taught, and that's to exploit black men and women. So, um, again, speak out when you see the BS. Speak out when you see um, their content. I would say don't watch it, but, you know, it is what it is. Make sure that you are... uh, always aware and privy to what it means to be exploited <laughs> while you on this earth and while you're still uh, able-bodied. And, if you, and even if you're not able-bodied, making sure that you um, recognize when you're being exploited in ways that uh, can ultimately harm you. And see, for me, it's all about educating through entertainment. And 
once I'm able to achieve what I want to see with Fight for Life and all my other platforms, I want to be able to create open doors to black men and women to be able to gain some type of access to resource to where they don't have to sit down with an Adam-22, where they don't have to sit down with a Vlad, where they don't have to sit down in front of um, someone that is looking to not seek understanding nor help, but to only exploit them. I want to be able to educate and entertain through these various media platforms. So for me, I don't see the platforms that stand between Vlad TV and Adam 22 and there are several others. I don't see them as necessary. So once we're able to create open doors for people to walk through and get what they need to uh, maintain their goals and dreams, we must continue to speak truth to power at all times, no matter who's listening. No matter who's in front of you, if it jeopardizes relationships, those relationships should not matter within this culture. So to wrap this episode up, I just want to say I hope everybody is continuing to be centered with self, making sure their mental, spiritual, and physical health is priority, and always remembering to fight for life. Peace out.